0: life is full of what-ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
1: There is too much negativity in the world. We're all moaning and groaning on social media because this happened or something else didn't, and damn it, we've got to stop being negative Nancys and become positive Pete's. Let's do it right now. Because hello, I am Simon from What Culture. Please do subscribe, it's good for what ails you. This is 10 incredible WWE moments nobody ever talks about. Number 10, the forgotten Kurt Angle routine. During the Adjudera, era, the World Wrestling Federation could be genuinely funny. Stone Cold Steve Austin The Rock and Kurt Angle could make you laugh out loud. It was wonderful made you feel good. The Olympic gold medalist knew how to ham it up, and his whole goody two shoes but also an idiot routine was brilliant. Especially because no matter how stupid he was, you knew nobody was more legit. It was the perfect balance. Let's not pretend that Angle wasn't a wrestling savant either as he got so damn good so fast, but while he was learning the ropes and how to work for TV, Vince McMahon told Kurt to continually stop mid-match, get on the mic, and just rip on the fans. It was great. He often picked this moment when he was getting booed, which made it even better, like he was totally horrified by this reaction, and the absolute peak came on SmackDown in November 1999. Because when this happened again, as Kurt Angle took on Gangrel, he told the audience the fact they had chosen a vampire over him was a crime. And I tell you this, somebody needs to start doing it again very soon. Number nine, Kurt Angle. Again, because amazingly, he was even better than you thought. Yep. When you break it down, the man could basically do it all to an elite level. This was even the case with elements he rarely got to experience, like the squash match. Because seriously, when Angle was doing the gold medal invitational challenge in 2005 and taking on all comers, a young Roderick Strong marched to the ring, and my word hurt, repped him. This wasn't a huge shock because Angle was a genuine fighter, but after Strong slapped him, the man with the three eyes hit the go button. It's astonishing to watch in real time. It's like he forgot what wrestling was. The German suplex he delivers is also death and the lariat he hits after that. Roddy must have owed him money. If you'd never seen Angle before, this would have sold you on him instantly too. It really is just one of the best ever. Number eight, Razor Ramona, the one, two, three kid versus Diesel and Shawn Michaels. There's so many incidents between these four, it's impossible to keep track, which is why so many of their best moments have been lost to the passages of time. This one happened all the way back in 1994 on Never Talked About Show, WWF Action Zone, where we had this tag, and my word, they went all out. They also flipped the standard format on its head because it's Razor Ramon who takes the beating, allowing the smaller 1-2-3 kid to get the hot tag. But Sean Waltman is so good, he basically shows you a window into what grappling is going to be in 20 years. You also get this top miscommunication spot between Shawn Michaels and Diesel as the big man gets super kicked by accident, and you could not time such things better. I do believe it's perfect. You could almost hear them saying follow that as they walk through the curtain and yeah, I get it. Whatever motivated them on this night, they went out there and they totally smashed it. Number 7. The Last Hour of Survivor Series 2018 So that sounds weird, right? Why are we talking about 60 minutes from a random WWE pay-per-view? Well, I'm gonna tell ya. It starts with Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair who must have had a bee in their bonnet about something because they walked to the ring before having a super violent match. And it is mesmerizing. The sheer intent behind every strike is phenomenal, and the idea that either could win is there constantly. We don't highlight this enough. And right after that too, you go into Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. Yep, One of the very best big man, little man contests you're likely to see, this is a masterpiece. Bryan had wanted this for ages so just threw himself into it and some of the shots Brock takes. My word, if he likes you, you can just do whatever the hell you want. Daniel's comeback should also be taught in every wrestling school across the world. Despite the fact it was never going to happen, you actually start to think the yes man can do it work of art. The fact it was the main event made it even better because when the referee counts the three to announce the Brock win, the beast doesn't look pleased at all. He looks shell-shocked, which is the last thing we see as the show ends. These two matches are absolutely excellent. Number 6. Jim Ross is a decent heel Not that he really wanted to be. Good old JR has often mentioned how he just wanted to be a commentator to elevate other talent, but Vince McMahon was insistent. If he came up with an idea for his right-hand man, it was happening. While most of these were hit and miss, and him having to announce the fake Razor Ramon and Diesel was awful, Ross is really quite good at it. He's clearly speaking from the heart and saying how ridiculous the situation is, and that McMahon is a tyrant with no morals, Especially as in 1994, Vince didn't renew JR's contract as he was suffering with Bell's palsy. I mean, that is just horrible. If you want to call this his hard times promo, I get it. But it's something totally looked past these days, because yeah. Minutes later, we got made-up wrestlers, which pissed off the entire audience because they've been duped. That is the number one rule. Never make your crowd the butt of a joke. Mantar. That's right, I said it, it had to be said. Now this isn't a huge surprise coming from me because I love goofy wrestling, it's for life. I'm going to be dead one day, so I'd like to enjoy the silly stuff and sports entertainment is often great at that. Thing is, with Mantar, it's a little different. It's still ridiculous because look at this outfit, I don't even know what that is. And even in 2023, I'm not sure if in kayfabe he was actually half man or half beast, or just thought he was. It was never explained. Thing is, while history has told us that his wrestling also sucked, it didn't. Instead of the slow, plodding dullard, you get an absolute monster that was rather dynamic. I'm not kidding. I mean, go back to May 1995 and the squash match he had with Sonny Rogers. Mantar sprints at this guy, picks him up, and just rags him into Tina the Turnbuckle before hurling Sonny halfway across the ring. Dare I say it, it rocks. Tor also had a mean suplex game, and his press slam into falling slam finish was awesome. If you did that today, you would definitely get a reaction. So, there you go. Mantar is better than you remember. We've put it to bed. Before Steve Austin and Terry Funk tease a dream brawl. Shotgun Saturday Night was another WWF show we don't talk about, mostly because it kind of failed. It was meant to be a more adult program for the promotion, and while this helped when the Attitude Era was good to go, in 1997 it was mostly just Denise that had some really good moments this was one of those. Steve Austin had joined the commentary team for one night as Terry Funk cut a promo, mostly because we were in Texas. As Stone Cold was still very much in that I wanna be a heel mode, he was raging when the Funker was done, who the hell was this guy? It was mostly because Terry had promised to win the Raw Rumble, which was an insult to the Rattlesnake, as he intended to compete in that too. This is just how he was in the late 90s. All he really said as well was, he'll be over the top rope if i in there, but the delivery was so aggressive, instantly idiots like me got pumped. I mean, who didn't want to see these two go at it? Steve agreed and stormed to the ring where Funk slapped him, and when the strikes flew, man, it rocked. Funk has ever sold these like gunshots, and I tell you, If you like some realism in your wrestling, it's right here. It's a shame this didn't go anywhere, but still, it was just so awesome to watch. Number three, the Capital Punishment pay-per-view. Yep, I know. What the flub are we talking about? Because when this is brought up, most people want to talk about the fact that R-Truth was in the main event, which was great, by the way, because R-Truth is the man. But moving away from that, this card was stacked. CM Punk and Rey Mysterio carried on their long rivalry, and like ever, it was just top, top stuff. Punk would hurl Rey around like a child before Mysterio would explode back like a wrestler possessed, and because the mutual respect is clearly high, they go out of their way to make the other one look good. Randy Orton versus Christian is similar because they had the same sort of chemistry, and just kept coming up with ways to make their program more interesting. Even Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler in the opener decide they're going to go full speed. How anybody watched this and didn't see future stars, I don't know. And sure, yeah, the rest of Capital Punishment is kind of just there, but still. Three matches of this caliber... Ain't nothing wrong with that. Number two, the original Doink the Clown. So I am to blame as much as anyone for this because I make a lot of jokes about Doink. It's only because by the end, it had become ridiculous. Everybody and their mother had taken a turn as Doink. When you go back to round one, though, my word. Played by Matt Bourne, he decided clowns are kind of terrifying, all things considered, so channeled Stephen King's It and made his version totally uncomfortable to watch. His facial and body language was just so off-putting. Something was not right with this guy. This translated to The Ring too, which you can see when he took on Marty Jannetty in a 2 out of 3 Fools match on Raw in 1993. It was just the psychological aspect of the whole thing. Who was this dude? Why did he dress this way? And why aren't we getting any answers? Made it better. Sadly, Bourne was riddled with personal issues and was eventually let go, but if that hadn't have happened, I'd tell you, Today, we would be talking about Doink very differently. Number 1. Daniel Bryan vs AJ Styles from TLC 2018 So, who wants some hyperbole? Me too. Sometimes I do think to myself that when Styles and Bryan clash at this pay-per-view, they were able to produce one of the best work matches in WWE history. I mean it. It didn't come as a huge surprise, because they do do exactly what you assume they would, but it's so well put together that it soon becomes a wonderful game of chess. Two technicians picking each other apart and trying to set the ultimate trap. It's amazing. They're then reversing the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up like it's nothing, and it's just smoother than my head. Yes, because you can't see me, I'm bald. The man also had become the planet's WWE champion here, which was such a good character, and we all know the deal with the Phenomenal One. He's such a likeable babyface, so you have that too. It's yet another window into how to make wrestling look as realistic as possible, and we just don't rave about this enough. Once again, I'm going to call it a work of art. That's right, I said it again. Know of any other incredible WW moments that nobody ever talks about? Please do let us know in the comments below. And while you are here, why not click another video that's on the screen right now? My name is for What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And another reason we should always talk about incredible WW moments that the rest of us have forgotten is otherwise we go back to choppy choppy pee-pee by Kai and Tai. When I think about that, I get sad in my tum-tum. Goodbye.